Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Bing and I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity have no fear on today's banging museum quality I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. I regret, I'm ashamed to say, but I did watch the Jake Paul and Anderson Silva fight. I break that down. Plus, I also watched Jack Harlow host and perform on Saturday Night Live. It was a low point for me in my life. But to quote the great Don King, only in America, plus Kyrie Irving, and I regret saying it, more Kanye West, a lot more. All that and more in a fantastic I Am Rapport Stereo podcast coming up right now. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. Start this puppy up with something real nice, yes. Start this puppy up with something real nice, yes. But most importantly, start this motherfucking I Am Rapport Stereo podcast with something real funky. This is the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. Let's fucking go. Yes, have no fear, the Iron Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Welcome to the Iron Dome of Disruption. Welcome to the Ziggity, the, 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 the Ziggity, the Ziggity Zone of 
Disruption. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Man Dingo, a.k.a. the Inflamed Ashkenazi, a.k.a. the Sultan of Sniff, a.k.a. the Disruptive Warrior, hi-ya-ha, a.k.a. Mr. New York, a.k.a. the Jewish Jake LaMotta, and you are now rocking with the very, very best, the world's most disruptive podcast, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct. According in Astoria, Queens today, it is a magnificent, I mean, a beautiful day in New York City. Fantastic fall day. You see, I got the light hoodie on. It is hoodie weather in New York. Hoodie, long sleeve uh, shirt, light jacket, beautiful fall day here in Nueve, York, a shout out to everybody worldwide listening, watching the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, uh, the Rapper Pack in France, uh, the Rapper Pack in Poland, Saudi Arabia, Malta. Somebody hit me from Malta today, said I was walking around Malta. It's, I think the Malta is the islands, the Malta islands. I think they're islands over there. I, I, I listen, I, I don't know. I was never good at geography. Uh, uh, I was never good at world geography. A uh, shout out to the Australian rapper pack, the New Zealand rapper pack. Shout out to everybody who's been supporting new listeners, day one listeners. I appreciate the support, the love always. Tell a friend to tell a friend to listen to the world's most disruptive podcast, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Feeling really good. Hope everybody else is feeling really good. I am recording this podcast on Halloween with the ghouls, the goblins. And there's a bunch of ghouls and goblins running around all across the country. Bunch of fucking ghouls and goblins running around across the country. And and the crazy thing about Halloween is that the day after is November 1st, which means there's only two months left in the year of 2022. And of course, at the end of the year, we have to do a a full recap on all the comings, the goings, and everything that has happened in 2022. It has been, man, for me personally, it has been a, a great year. It's been a wacky year. It's been a scary year. It's been an interesting year. So many things have happened this year. And of course, we'll break that down towards the end of the year, but there's two months left. Two, two months left in the year of 2022. Like I said, I hope everybody's feeling good. Hope everybody's feeling safe. And I hope everybody is feeling sane, keeping your head on a swivel. You must keep your head on a swivel, uh, uh, literally and figuratively. Hope everybody's uh, getting a little movement in their life. Okay. I worked out this morning and I hate to brag. I hate to brag about my workouts, but... If I can do it, you can do it. I'll say again, if I could fucking do it, you can fucking do it. Uh, My workout, my gain today was not just a five-minute plank. No. I did a a five-minute plank with diversified planks. Okay, I diversified my five-minute plank. Normally, I do the five-minute plank with the forearms on the ground, which is hard as fuck. Okay, but my man Barr said, yo, you got to get to this because my man Barr is on some goon shit. He works out all the time, every day, rain, sleet, snow. 
He's out there. He posted. He's in the fucking blizzards. 102 uh, degrees. He don't fuck. He's one of them dudes. And he wasn't always one of them dudes. And trust me, he's humble because he started out on some mile shit. Now he's on some 10 miles, 12 miles, dips, push-ups, planking, all that fly shit. And he's humble about it because he knows he started just step by step, mile by mile, dip by dip, pull up by pull up. Now, first of all, as far as these pull-ups, this is not for me. Uh, I don't have the strength. I tried. I could do the pull-ups, the assisted pull-ups, but who the fuck wants to be at a gym or at a public park doing assisted pull-ups with a band or your mans, like holding up your feet, scooting you up? You look like an asshole. Either you could do the pull-ups or you can't do the pull-ups. I know people say, oh, we." you could either do the pull-ups or you can't. I can't do the fucking pull-ups. I've never been, I've never been able to do the pull-ups. And I believe I've talked about this on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, but I did a cycle once. I did some of that Sammy Sosa. I did some of that Lance Armstrong. I was doing a movie, and I did a four-month cycle. Okay, I ain't talking about the prednisone. I'm talking about that illegal, you know, uh, uh, that, uh, that Ben Johnson. Okay, uh, where I was going to the Puerto Rican guy in the Lower East Side and, and getting, I don't know what the fuck it was, the shots, but I was giving myself shots in the ass. I got a little cock diesel. I never got a six-pack. God doesn't want you to have a six-pack. If you're doing steroids, you're working out every day, you're eating correctly, and you still can't get a six-pack. Some people, God does not want to have a six-pack. Maybe I, I would have been too cocky if I had gotten a six-pack and a Dick Ravine. Okay, but I did everything I can. And this is 98. So I was 27, 28, 29 years old. I don't know, something like that. 28, 27 I'm on the juice, I'm working out, I'm eating good, I'm in the, the prime of my life in my 20s, that's when they say an athlete is in their prime, and I still couldn't get a six-pack, and I still can never do unassisted pull-ups. Maybe it's the arms are too long, I don't know, but God did not ever want me to have the six-pack, and God wanted me to be just so cock diesel. I got a little cock diesel, but he only wanted me to be so cock diesel. Anyway. My diversified plank package was this, this morning. One minute plank, full arm extension, okay? 30 seconds, forearms, okay? 30 seconds, forearms with one leg up. 30 seconds, forearms with the other leg up. So right now we're at two minutes and 30 seconds. Then, boom, 30 seconds on the side, 30 seconds on the other side, that's four minutes, right? Is that four minutes? I think it's four minutes. I had the whole thing charted out. Then it was, uh, no, that's three and a half minutes. Then it was another 30 seconds, full arm extension, and then it was the last minute, forearm down. That's five minutes. That's a five-minute plank. If I can do it, trust me, you can fucking do it. Say it again. If I could do it, you can fucking do it. We're coming out with the disruptive fitness t-shirts with the motto. If I could do it, you can fucking do it. Because I am telling you, when it comes to fitness gains, I'm a pile of shit. But step, I was in the goddamn hospital for a pneumonia over 4th of July weekend. I'm probably in the best shape that I've been in since I'm 40. Since I got out of the hospital on pneumonia. I chronicled when it went in there. 
They thought that my, uh, my stool was contaminated. You know how humiliating it is to be in a public hospital and they're walking in hazmat suits because they think you're shitting contaminated shit? They thought my shit was like, like, they thought I had nuclear shit, like a nuclear stool. They're walking in hazmat suits. That's humiliating. And here I am doing a five-minute plank. Months after coming out of the hospital with a contaminated stool. So I feel good. I feel real good. Uh, my wife's saying she wants me to work on my chest. I, babe, I told you, when I was on steroids, the chest only got so I'm not the rock. I'm not fucking Brock Lesnar, one of these WWE freaks. Not one of the Paul brothers. Not saying they're on steroids. They're in good shape. Not saying they're on that, that Sammy Sosa, that Roger Clemens. That Ben Johnson, that Lance Armstrong. Nonetheless, feeling good. Uh, and the only reason why I was talking about uh, being in the, in the hospital in July is because, like I said, uh, you start to start to recap the year. I'm in the recap the year of 2022 mode because there's two, two months left in the year. Two months left in the year. Anyway, this week I am traveling to Michigan. Okay. Now, it's a little tricky because uh, I don't know the, the map of Michigan, but I will be in Grand Rapids, Michigan this week. Okay, November 3rd, I will be in Grand Rapids performing in Holland, Michigan. Okay, one night, Holland, Michigan. And then I'll be in Grand Rapids the 4th and the 5th uh, in actual Grand Rapids performing on the 4th and the 5th. And then one night in Royal Oak, Michigan, which I guess is in Detroit. Okay, so the third, I'm in Holland, Michigan. The fourth and the fifth, I'm in Grand Rapids. And on the sixth Sunday, the sixth this Sunday, I'll be in Detroit or Royal Oak. I don't know. Some people say Detroit's not Royal Oak. Royal Oak's not. Whatever it is, I called my man Rick Mahorn of the Detroit Pistons. Okay, bad boys, goon. And I told him, I'm coming to Royal Oak. He goes, that's Detroit, motherfucker. I go, what the fuck do I know? I don't know nothing. That's the schedule. All tickets, all information is available at michaelrappaportcomedy.com. Third, fourth, and fifth. I'm in Michigan doing the damn thing. It's going to be, uh, normally it's it's three nights, uh, but it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's four. That's four fucking nights. Fantastic shows. Tickets are going. I don't know why people like me in Michigan, but the tickets are almost gone, and I'm pumped. I am fucking pumped. So come see me. And then after that, I'll be in St. Louis and then Miami. All tickets, all information for all the shows. The rest of 2022 are available at michaelrappaportcomedy.com. But come see me uh, in Michigan this week. And I told my man, Rick Mahorn, I said, listen, you ain't getting no freebies, homie. You got to pay to play. You come see me live. You have to pay to play. I love Rick Mahorn. Rick Mahorn of the Detroit Pistons, Bad Boys fame, one of the gooniest goons that played in the NBA. And I've always known him. I met Rick when uh, we played in a rock and jock, MTV rock and jock game back in the 90s. Couldn't be nicer. He's such a nice guy, uh, but he was such a motherfucker when he played. But in real life, he's like a sweet, nice guy. But when you would never think that Rick Mahorn is as nice as he is if, if you met him in real life. I don't know if he was always been nice and it was like a character that he, he, he had when he played basketball. But he's always been so cool, so nice. How's your family? Da, 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 da. 
He doesn't like people to know that, that he's so nice, but he's a really, really nice guy, and uh, he'll be at one of the shows. I am Rappaport Podcast. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby. Needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok, will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Stereo, get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees, iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I mentioned the Paul brothers, Jake Paul and Logan Paul, affectionately. Um, and we talked on the last podcast uh, about Jake Paul, who I'm not calling fake Jake Paul right now, and his fight versus Anderson Spider Silva, UFC legend, Saturday night. And my wife warned me. She said he's going to win. She goes, I don't know if it's fixed. I don't know if it's not fixed, but he's going to win. He's Illuminati. Jake Paul, my wife thinks you're Illuminati, homie. I don't know if you are Illuminati or not. My wife couldn't tell you or Logan or Larry apart 
But my wife said, why are you betting against Jake Paul? He's going to win. He's Illuminati. Now, personally, I don't think they let you in the Illuminati. But I watched the fight, which came on at probably like 12, 15 p.m., a.m., 12, 15 Saturday night, which is so past my bedtime. And my wife said to me, she goes, you're going to watch the fight. You're going to stay up late. And I'm going to wake your ass up on Sunday morning. You're not going to fucking sleep in. You're not going to throw off your schedule. I don't want to be tiptoeing around the crib because you stayed up, got disappointed once again by watching another Jake Paul fight. Don't wake me up with this shit. I said, when I'm watching the fight, she goes, do not wake me up. Watch it with headphones. Don't scream. Don't yell. Don't complain. He's going to fucking win. And, and I knew it in my gut. Although I said, Anderson Silva's going to win this eight round this is not a real fight, by the way. And Anderson Silva isn't a boxer. But I, first to tell you what I saw is, I, I think it was $73 of hard-earned money. And, I, and you know what's funny? is like, I feel like I might be one of the only people that actually paid to watch this pay-per-view because I went on social media and I said, anybody paying their hard-earned money to watch this fight? And a lot of people said, I'm watching it, but I didn't pay my money. And I'm like, what plug, what chip don't I have? Because I resent myself. I'm embarrassed at the end of every one of these fights. Nonetheless, nonetheless, I've paid for worse, more disappointing fights. It was entertaining. They fought for eight rounds in this professional boxing match, which is eight rounds, which anybody knows anything about boxing knows that a real boxing match is not eight rounds. Uh, Anderson Silva's 47 years old. Jake Paul's 25 years old. And Jake Paul won. It was an entertaining sort of, ah, what's the word? It's not charity. It was like a um, scrimmage, like a scrimmage. It's like a scrimmage fight. He won the fight. He he knocked down Anderson uh, Silva, I think it was the seventh or eighth round, you know, with the grazing right hand, but he caught him. He knocked him down. Anderson Silva said, I lost him. He, he lost the fight. Jake Paul won the fight. Anderson Silva lost the fight. I spent $73. I'm the asshole. I'll say it again. Jake Paul won the fight. I saw it with my own eyes. Anderson Silva tried to win the fight. He did not win the fight. Anderson Silva did not try to get knocked down. It wasn't fixed. He didn't get dominated. Okay. Jake Paul took some decent punches and he kept fighting. He's tough, he's scrappy, and he won the goddamn fight. There, I said it. And, and I will say this. I've paid for worse. I've paid for worse. I've paid for worse things on pay-per-view, pay-per-view boxing matches in the past, historically. But after the fight, Jake Paul... Like he does, and I respect the shit talker. I respect a good shit talker, and this is a good, good shit talker. This, this guy has made millions of dollars being a shit talker before the boxing, the YouTube, and the, the TikToks, and the Vines. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Disney. Gotta respect it. He said, now what? And I'll tell you what, Jake Paul. Number one. Why don't you mix it up? Because you like mixing it up with older men. You like getting sweaty with older men. And my wife said to me, she goes, you're a sick fuck because you like watching Jake Paul get sweaty with older men. And I said, that's neither here nor there. Okay, maybe it's a fetish. I don't know. 
Maybe Jake Paul has a fetish and I have a fetish as well. But Jake Paul, if you want to know what else, box a real boxer. You're 25. There's a top 10 or a top 20 contender in the cruiserweight division that I'm sure would love to duke it out with you. Stop fucking with older men. Leave the older men alone. Okay? Uh, leave the MMA guys alone. You And then he goes, I'm 6-0. You beat Nate Robinson, who's smaller than you. He's a basketball player. These Tyrone Woodley fights suspect. You beat that other fucking guy, that wrestler. Well, I don't know what the fuck his name is. That curly-headed fucking... I mean, if I lost to Jake Paul in a one-punch knock, Ben Askren, I'd be humiliated. And now you, you won a unanimous decision, fair and square versus Anderson Silva. But if you want to know, now what? Jake Paul, number one, stop saying you're 6-0 and in boxing matches. These are not boxers you're fighting. You've yet to fight an actual boxer. And then he goes, well, I tried to fight Tommy Fury. I tried to fight Haseem Rockman Jr. Then fight real dudes that fuck around on ESPN. Real motherfuckers. You're all about boxers and fighters and all that shit. Give a real guy a chance. You want to fight Nate Diaz? I love Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz. Come on, man. You're calling yourself 6-0. These are not sanctioned fights. These are exhibition fights that you're making money of. These are not professional boxing matches. These are exhibition, controlled environment fights that you control everything in. And it's a great business. And I ain't knocking the hustle. I ain't counting nobody's pockets. But if you want to know what, fight a real boxer. And, and, and let somebody pick it. Why do you have to fucking cherry pick it? You're doing the same bullshit that's happening in real boxing. You're controlling everything. It's just like that kid, um, the pretty boy, uh, Garcia. He wants to fight Tank. He wants to fight uh, Devante. And because the WBA, the WBC, the WBG, and all the W, they won't get it together. You're doing the same bullshit with your thing that you're saying is all about fighters. Anyway, you won fair and square, Jake Paul. My wife was right. I didn't sleep well. Woke up. Okay, it was all fucked up in the game. My nose was snotty. Forgot to put on my nose strip to go to sleep. Woke up, couldn't breathe right. Mouth was dry. It was all fucked up. My wife was like, get up. Get the fuck up. I, I wasted my $73. But a very interesting thing happened to me while I was watching Jake Paul in his exhibition match versus Anderson the Spider Silva. I was clicking back and forth because I hate seeing the great Al Bernstein, great fight commentator, announcer, broadcaster for years. Al Bernstein, you've heard his voice, you've seen him. He's fantastic. He's done all the. He's covered so many fights. Young Mike Tyson on ESPN. I believe he did HBO fights. Al Bernstein is synonymous with championship boxing. I hated listening to Al Bernstein who now works for Showtime. And I get it, boxing is not the same. Al, I would never disrespect you. Can't knock the hustle. You're a businessman. You've been doing this for probably 30-something years. But I, I just couldn't listen to him break down the attributes of Jake Paul, the boxer. I was like, I can't, I can't do it, Al. And I'm saying this with all due respect. I can't do it. So I'm clicking back and forth between the Jake Paul, Anderson Silva pre-fight stuff and Jack Harlow on Saturday Night Live. And Jack Harlow wasn't just the musical guest. Jack Harlow was the host. 
this used to be a coveted thing. I mean, you had to be at the top of the top of your shit to be the host and the musical guest. Jack Carlo, I don't care how many records he sells. I watched it. I said, let me see. You know, sometimes these dudes, like, I remember seeing Ariana Grande. She hosted it. She did good. She did funny skits. I was like, yo, she's she's all right. That's where Pistol Pete Davidson, I believe he met her while she was hosting slash being the musical guest on Saturday Night Live. She did good with her skits. Some people do good with their skits. I was like, let me see, because you see a different side of them. Miley Cyrus, she did a good job too. Jack Harlow, his um, monologue was trash, and I'm not, I'm not hating the hustle. This isn't white on white crime. Jack Harlow, I listen with an open ear and an open heart. The monologue was trash. The skits were trash. I watched the first musical performance, and I'm like, this is some only in America shit. I, me, Michael Rapport, 52 is staying staying up way past my bedtime, knowing that it's going to fuck up my fantasy football slash NFL Sunday, knowing that my wife is going to harass me for staying up, knowing that it's going to fuck up my Real Housewives of Potomac on No one's going to just fuck up my entire Sunday schedule. I'm staying up watching live, not recorded, because I'm just that stupid. Jake Paul fight and Jack Harlow host and perform on Saturday Night Live. And I had to think of the great Don King who once said, only in America, only in America could boxing sink so low and could hip-hop be at where it's at and could Saturday Night Live, where once comedy reigned, where once we stood up biting our nails, fighting sleep as a young kid, watching Steve Martin, Dan Aykroyd, Jim Belushi, and then, of course, Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo. And then, of course, the Adam Sandlers and the, I'm forgetting all, all the people that came through Saturday Night Live to get to where Jack Harlow can host and be the singer. And then I'm flipping back to watch Jake Paul. I thought of the great Don King, who infamously said, only in America can these TikTok Vine Snapchat ass motherfuckers be at the top of the motherfucking pop culture and sports food pole. Anybody that's out there thinking you can't do it, you can do it. If you're white, you got marginal talent and you're kind of cute, look at Pistol Pete Davidson. Look at Machine Gun Kelly. Look at Jack Harlow and look at Jake and Logan Paul and be like, yo, only in America. All of them have something very similar. They're all kind of cute. The ladies like them. And they're all marginally talented. You think Jack Harlow's ever been in a cipher? Again, I'm, I'm not dissing Jack Harlow. It's a state of hip-hop. You think Jack Harlow has ever been in his lunchroom be like, yo, I'm going to battle you, Duke. Spit your shit. Fuck no. You think Jack Harlow's ever battle rapped anybody? You think Jack Harlow's ever been like at a, like a, his lunch table and someone's like banging on shit and like boom, freestyle. He can't do that. Jake Paul's like, I just started boxing three years ago. He says that shit with pride and now you're up there making millions. What does that say about the sport of boxing? Pete Davidson, no disrespect. This guy's insanely famous. He wasn't that funny on Saturday Night Live. He had six or seven years to be. There's not one Pete Davidson skit. He did some cute shit during the news. Machine Gun Kelly, this is not a talented rapper. 
He probably made millions of dollars as a rapper. Then he was like, I can make more money if I grow my hair out. Fuck Halloween. I'm going to dress like a ghoul all year long. Machine Gun Kelly's on that shit all year long. He's on that vampire life all year long. He grew his hair out, presses his shit. He's on some fake Kurt Cobain, fake Tommy Lee, uh, Motley Crue shit. This guy's set for life. Take these guys as inspiration. Pistol Pete Davidson, eh. Logan and Jake Paul, eh. Jack Carlo, eh. And Machine Gun Kelly, eh. And think of the great Don King. Only in America. So as I said, I stayed up late. But I have to give a shout out to the the newest member of the San Francisco 49ers, Christian McCaffrey, the actual great white hope. Now, this motherfucker is a badass. Christian McCaffrey, I didn't think you could do it. I didn't think you'd be able to sustain this kind of a career. I thought you were too short. I thought you were on that Jack Harlow. I thought you were on that Machine Gun Kelly. I thought there's no way this little motherfucker is going to be able to sustain year after year, coming back after an injury. I picked you number one in two leagues, CMC. And I was like, fuck, I hope, I hope, I hope. And you did it. Christian McCaffrey, you fucking did it. They traded him. Thank God, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, thank you so much for being so... Another guy. A dancing fool, Baker Mayfield. I put you up there with Jake Paul, Jack Harlow, Machine Gun Kelly, and Pete Davidson. Baker Mayfield, all his fucking stupid dances. Thank you. I know Christian McCaffrey. I hope Christian McCaffrey sent you a Rolex and is thanking you for getting him traded to the San Francisco 49ers. Because you're the killer of coaches. You got two coaches fired. You made, I don't know what it is. It's some only in America shit. Baker Mayfield did nothing special. Commercial after commercial is because he was dancing. You, I gotta start. I gotta learn to fucking dance. If you're white and you could fucking Elvis Presley, if you're white, and you could shake your ass a little bit. You got it made in this country, man. God damn it, Elvis, Britney Spears. I mean, Madonna's breakthrough. Madonna's a different level. But if you're one of these fucking, if you're a white dude who's decent looking and you could dance, you got it locked in. I wish I could, I can't dance. From here up, I could do a little something. I can't do the whole thing. Justin Timberlake, Justin Bieber, I love you. But, but you, Baker Mayfield, I hope that Christian McCaffrey sent you some roses, some chocolates or something, because I'm so glad he is no longer with you. Christian McCaffrey, you are family. You've been family. I've had you on my fantasy football team, a Rappaport's Delight, a.k.a. A History of Violence, a.k.a. Make It Stop, Make It Stop for years. And this year, I picked you first. Even though you were coming off a bad injury, and in the beginning, I was like, oh, no. But you turned it up. And this weekend, you had the you had the big three. Everybody's already heard this. Christian McCaffrey threw for a touchdown, ran for a touchdown, and caught a touchdown for the San Francisco 49ers. And they beat the dogs not out of the defending Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. And I just want to thank you, Christian McCaffrey. And I want to thank you, Baker Mayfield, for being overrated 
and overhyped and overpublicized and getting my guy, Christian McCaffrey, sent away from you. And I truly hope that you, Christian McCaffrey, you seem like a thoughtful, good person. I hope you have sent Baker Mayfield a car. I mean, when you're that kind of multimillionaire NFL star, send him a car. I don't know, something. Thank him for getting you traded. Because that was the best thing that could ever happen to you to get the fuck away from Baker Mayfield and that sinking ship. But I had a great weekend of fantasy football. It was a great, listen, it's a great time. We got the NFL, the NBA, we got the World Series, although my Yankees and my Mets gone. I don't know who's in there. We got the Phillies versus the Houston Astros. They're duking, I could care less. The Lakers finally won a game. Russell Westbrook, do yourself a favor. Russell Westbrook, if you want to really bring some dignity and bring some, some joy to this season and the rest of your career, your goal, you've already done enough. You're an MVP. You've broken records. We know you're a savage. Russell Westbrook, if you want to bring some joy and some dignity and some pride and something to sort of grasp onto, you should say, I'm going to win six man of the year this year, and I'm going to end my career being the very best six man I could possibly do. And not only will that help the Lakers, it'll help you have fun. First of all, you're going to be going against a second team dudes. You're going to be able to bust their ass. You also don't have to be on the court all the time with LeBron James and uh, medical AD, medical Bill Anthony Davis, who is, he, I don't know, yo, first of all, Anthony Davis, why don't you try to lose a little weight? You look heavy. You look too bulky. You, you, there's always, I don't know if you got a, there's always touching my back, I got, oh, my ankle. You look like me out there. Like if I was playing in the NBA, I'd be, oh, fuck. Ah, shit. My, my wrist, on oh, my back, pushing me. That's what you look like. And if you really, really want to do something for the NBA, Anthony Davis, Say, I, I want to take myself off the top 75 greatest players list of all time. I don't know how that happened. You you ain't top 75 player of all time. Maybe top 75 talent. But you're you're not going to be on that list next time. And the fact that Klay Thompson isn't on that list and a few other people aren't on the list. And Anthony Medical Bill Davis is on that list looking like, like you should be selling like, you know, pork chops in, in a... A butcher shop. Why does everything hurt every single game, Anthony Davis? I don't think you're 30 years old. You spend more time changing your fucking hairdos, dressing for the game, than you do. I don't get an ice bath. Get an ice plunge or something like that. Stick yourself in an ice bath for a weekend. Because your shit is all fucked up. But the Lakers finally won their game. Russell Westbrook came off the bench. And I was happy to see it. He looked like he was having a good time. I fuck with Russ. I hate to see you struggling. And I know last week I said they should wave your ass, but it should only be, uh, you should do what they tell you to do, which is come off the bench and be the best sixth man you could possibly be. Be the sixth man of the year. That's a dope award. MVP, sixth man of the year. Uh, you've broken records, triple double this, uh, triple crowns that. And now be the sixth man of the year, Russell Westbrook. And if I'm talking about NBA, I got to talk about Kyrie Irving and the, the flailing falling, dismal Brooklyn Nets. I am Rappaport Podcast. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the Draft 
DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby, needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok, will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I know this is going to open up a, a Kanye West a conversation. And I'm trying to avoid the Kanye West conversations, although it's inevitable. The Nets have won one or two games as of the recording of this I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. They have the one of the worst ticket sales in the in the league. Certainly uh, one of the worst uh, season ticket sales in the league. That's with three stars. Bitch-ass Ben Simmons... Kevin Scrape Durant and Kooky Kyrie Irving. You got three big stars. I, I know that David Stern is kicking and screaming in his grave, going, "What the fuck? You know what I went through to bring a team to Brooklyn, and I got these three fucking pains in the asses between bitch ass Ben Simmons, who I want to see do well. I, Ben Simmons, come on the podcast. I'll give you a motivational speech 
Shoot the fucking ball. Play. Get a bald head. Do something, man. Toughen your shit up. You look crazy out there. You got worse stats than Draymond Green. And at least Draymond Green gets every single ounce that he possibly can out of the little amount of talent that he has. I don't know what's wrong with you, man. It ain't the back no more. Your brain's fucked up. You got a, what Mickey called, what Mickey told Rocky Balboa was a ticker problem. You need to go to a sports psychiatrist. You need to go to see David Blaine. Yo, Ben Simmons, you need to go fuck with my man David Blaine. Let him hypnotize you, do some card tricks on you, eat some, some nails in front of you. Because your shit's all fucked up. Go see David Blaine. He'll hook you up. He'll hypnotize you. Give you some magic jelly beans. I don't know, lock you in a, to do something to you. Put you in a closet for 30 days. You need help. You need to get on that Harry Houdini, Duke. You're fucked up out there. You look crazy out there. And they're paying you so much money. I want to see you do well. He's got himself in a world. And there's always something with Kyrie Irving. If he's not injured, he don't want to play because of the vaccine. If it's not the vaccine, he's injured. He's the voice for the voiceless who remains voiceless. A couple of weeks ago, he put out a tweet of Alex Jones. Kyrie Irving went on the uh, press conference after he did a tweet promoting a film. And it is promotion because in his press conference, he said, how am I promoting it? If you put something out, you're promoting it. It's not like you're promoting a sneaker. It's not like you're promoting a book. You're promoting it. You, you're promo, promotion. You, he talked about the roots of words. Kyrie Irving, motion, promoting it, pushing it forward. You're pushing forward this documentary that is apparently, I didn't see it, wildly anti-Semitic. And then when questioned about it, you said, you, didn't, you said the right thing about Alex Jones. He doesn't condone. He doesn't uh, support Alex Jones and, and what happened with Sandy Hook. And, and that was good, of course. Anybody decent would say that. But Kyrie Irving, watch, there's plenty of other conspiracy theorists. If you, find yourself another conspiracy theorist. There's other ones out there besides Alex Jones. He's not the only one. He's the one with the biggest platform. But for all you people that like conspiracy theorists, don't fuck with Alex Jones. You want to support conspiracy theories? You want to read them? You like to look at them? I'm interested in it too. Don't, don't do it with Alex Jones. He's the bottom of the barrel. He's a scumbum. He's a scumbum. And his... Um, Band video, his band.com, it's still up. He's never going to have to pay that money. He's going to go bankrupt. Kyrie, if you want to put out that shit, you, you believe in secret societies, don't quote Alex Jones. There's other people that didn't deny that little kids and school teachers got gunned down in a classroom in Connecticut. And then he went on to say, uh, while he was being questioned by the, the reporter, don't dehumanize me. Uh, there's always something. Instead of, instead of watching the conspiracy documentaries, instead of uh, worrying about Alex, just, why don't you work on some defensive slides? Because obviously you're magical offensively, but you're, you're not guarding anybody. The Nets are not going to do anything. They're not going to do anything if you can't stop anybody. You and Scrape Durant... Play some fucking defense. Ben Simmons, that's what we got you there for. You're a former first team 
old defensive player of the year, first uh, defensive player of the year candidate. Play some fucking defense. You guys are one in five or one in six as of the recording of this I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. The Nets, can, you know, they said, we don't support Kyrie Irving in the anti-Semitic documentary. And then, of course, uh, Halloween happened in the last couple of days. And what happens on Halloween? You don't see uh, vampires. You don't see people dressed up as uh, Elmo. You don't see people dressed up as Frankenstein. On Prince Street, Prince and Mercer, Finelli Cafe. It's been there forever. Finelli Cafe was featured in one of my favorite movies to discuss State of Grace. They had to sit down at Finelli Cafe. And then uh, Sean Penn and Gary Oldman, they were going to come blast the Italian gang. Of course, they were the Irish gang, Finelli Cafe. This is a, a, a landmark place in New York, landmark place in Soho. On Halloween, because of kooky Kanye West, it's not the first time I've seen people dressed up as Nazis, by the way. Cannot blame this on Kanye West. Like I said, he did not invent anti-Semitism. But he's certainly become the face of anti-Semitism 2022, which Kanye, when you think of all the things you've accomplished, how do you like them apples? That's what you call a Shonda. You know what that means in Hebrew, Kanye? That's a shame, you fuck, that you become the face of anti-Semitism 2022. But at Finelli Cafe on the 30, 29th of October, Saturday, Five or six o'clock, late afternoon, a fucking guy walked into the Finelli Cafe, which has been there for years, dressed in a Nazi uniform. This is the hub of New York City, right in Soho, New York. This isn't at four in the morning. This isn't, uh, you know, 6 a.m. This is at five o'clock p.m. Walked into a crowded Finelli Cafe, and I don't know, he came in there to get a fucking ginger ale or uh, Heineken, I don't know what the fuck. And people in there were like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, get out of here, it's for you. Because people are like, get the fuck out. And, and one person said, get out of here, it's for your safety. And, I, and I'm thinking to myself, why tell him to get out for his safety? Listen, the cops aren't going to do anything. This guy should have had his fucking jaw broken. And the fact that somebody is emboldened enough, that, that needs attention, that is sick enough, that I saw it also happen the same day in Wisconsin. I ain't in Wisconsin. I don't know the culture of what happens in Wisconsin, but the fact that someone thought that they could walk around New York City, not thought that they were able to walk around New York City and they didn't get their ass beat and they didn't get that fucking Nazi uniform stripped off of them and stuffed up their, their fucking keister. Someone should have took that Nazi uniform and stuffed it up that guy's ass. And it didn't happen. And maybe it's because when you see something like that, you're so shocked. But out of all the people in New York City, how someone thinks that they could do something like that and get away with it. And, and not only do they think they could do it, they did it. And that person, we need to find that person and put on the shame game. We're going to put you on the shame game. We're going to put you on blast because uh, the internet is fantastic for a lot of things. One of which is tracking down motherfuckers like this. That you could walk around. That is not a costume. That's, that's not a joke. You're not dressed up as a, a SpongeBob or a superhero or 
I don't know, whatever the fuck you do, grown-ups dressing up on Halloween, you like Halloween and all that stuff, cool. There's plenty of other costumes you could dress up as, you freak. There's another dude dressed up as Adolf Hitler in Wisconsin. People are standing around taking pictures of him. Just stick your phone down his fucking throat. They're by themselves. And like I said, I didn't want to go down the Kanye West rabbit hole. But I will say this about the Jewish people that I've spoken to in the last two weeks since you, Kanye West, became the face of anti-Semitism. You became the face of anti-Semitism, Kanye West, 2022. Who would have thought? Who would have thought, you fuck? This guy, I was talking to my man before the podcast, and he said, how much money did Kanye West lose before your last I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast? And I said, that's a very good question, you asshole. You lost two, bah, $2 billion since the last recording of the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. And I'm going to jump around here. First of all, on Friday... I went to go see a play, a Tom Stoppard play. I don't expect anybody to know who he is. I don't really know who he is either. I just know him because I'm, I'm an actor. And I know a lot of actors like Tom Stoppard. So a play called Leopoldstad that was excellent. Long story short, the play is about Tom Stoppard, the playwright's family. He wrote about his family who were high society Jews, Jewish people, in Vienna, the play takes place first 1899. High society, they're kicking off, they're living it up, they're doctors, they're uh, lawyers, they're uh, artists, they're doing the damn thing. Set up the family, set up the history of what's going on in Vienna. Play cuts to 1929. Things change 30 years later. Pre-World War II, uh, talk about the Nazis, talk about how uh, they want to do this, they want to do that. Then the play cuts to 1933, and you see this former high society family all together in a home, scared shitless that the Nazis, like this motherfucker who walked into a Finelli cafe dressed up like that, come into their home, take them off their family away. And then it shows how in 1955, the whole family was wiped out. Great play. Very timely play. Very emotional play. And kooky Kanye West and fucking Kyrie Irving, especially you, Kyrie Irving, you're in your, go to see that fucking play. You, you, you want to promote certain documentaries about certain things? You should also go see this historical play. Don't just feed yourself what you want to feed. And it was a very emotional experience being in there because it was, I'd say, 95% all Jewish people, older Jewish people. It brought up a lot of feelings for me about being Jewish, about being Jewish in this time, about how I was raised and feelings I have, good, bad, and indifference about being Jewish. But it was very, very well done. David Krumholtz, who's been in tons of films, he, he's the star, and the cast was excellent. Leopold Stald. Very, very good play. Very, very good play. And, you know, just coincidence uh, that it's up now. Um, that a good friend of mine told me you should go see it because we were talking about everything that's going on with the new face of anti-Semitism, Kanye West. I am Rappaport Podcast.
We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby. Needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok, will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, Cookie Kanye West, since the last I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, has lost $2 billion, B with a B, $2 billion. And he's still talking. You're still talking. Kanye West, this is what I think you need to do. You know the Big Brother and Big Sister Society of America? I believe there's still commercials. Growing up, you would see commercials. Uh, donate. Be a part of the Big Brothers and Big Sisters of America. You, my friend, you need to call up big brothers, big sisters, go to a YMCA, go to a boys club, or call the big brothers, big sisters of America. Get yourself a best friend. Because if you had anybody in your life that was really, really down for you, nobody would let you be out here walking around. They'd have you in a fucking cuckoo's nest. I'm sorry to make, you need help. Because you're talking stupid. 
You lost $2 billion since the last I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast because you don't have a best friend. And I can see why you don't have a best friend because you're a dickhead. You're a dickhead and you keep going. And now when they play flashing, 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 flashing lights, as they did uh, when they were going to a commercial break at the Dallas Cowboys game I was watching the other day, I just think of an asshole. I don't want to hear your fucking music. You've tainted the music that you made. That's how much of a dickhead you are. All that music that you made, all that work that you put in, all your contributions uh, to hip-hop, you've tainted it because you're a fucking asshole and you don't have a best friend. So what I'm saying is if you can't keep a real-life best friend, buy one. Or say, yo, uh, hi, uh, big brothers, big sisters of, of America, this is Kanye West. Yeah, this is the real me. I need help. I need some mentorship. Because you're out here on, a, on an island alone, ruining your life. You lost $2 billion. Since the last time I was doing a podcast, and I say good, you fuck, because you're still going. You're still going. And you're blaming everybody else except for yourself. You lost that money. You lost your career. You made a spectacle of yourself because you won't shut the fuck up. You're blaming the doctor who misdiagnosed you, allegedly, with your bipolar you're blaming your former agent, Ari Emanuel. These are all Jewish people. You said you were at a Jewish hospital. Were you at Cedar Sinai's motherfucker? You're still blaming Jewish people for the situation you're in. And not only are you blaming Jewish people, you got the nerve and the audacity to compare yourself to Emmett Till. And you said, now I know what it's like to have a knee on my back. You compared yourself to George Floyd. You're a fucking dickhead, scumbag, miserable, lonely motherfucker who needs a best friend. I am telling you, call the big brothers and big sisters society of the United States. Go to a YMCA, go to a boys club. Go in there and be like, I need a mentor. I have no friends. Because if you had anybody in your life that gave a fuck about you, they would snatch your phone Put you away somewhere and get some fucking help. I don't care what. You don't like Jewish doctors? You don't trust them? Pick an Asian, Puerto Rican, uh, Nigerian, black, the, the African. The, do something. Dr. Shivago, call Dr. J. Call fucking Dr. J. You need a doctor, homie. Dr. Seuss. Daryl Griffin, Dr. Duncanstein. Call somebody. Pick the doctor you want. But shut the fuck up. You did it to yourself, asshole. And, and all this... I posted on Instagram. And now the new thing is... People are saying, well, maybe Kanye was right. Maybe he was right. And I ain't talking about the 405 freaks. I ain't talking about the people that digitally put it up at the football game. I'm talking about... On Instagram, people are saying... Maybe he was right. He lost his contract. He lost his money. He lost this. He lost that. He lost this. That's on him. As I said before, if I said what Kanye West said once, just one time, not over and over and over, you wouldn't see me again. Literally. There's technology. 
Ask that freak Elon Musk. They vaporize motherfuckers. You just disappear. You would not, I'd be alive. I'm saying I'd be dead. Could be. But I can tell you one thing. I'd be scared shit to walk around the streets of New York City. More scared than the dude that was in the Nazi thing. If I said black people ain't this, Puerto Ricans ain't that, Chinese ain't this, Asians ain't that, I'd be scared shit to walk around the streets of New York City. Because I'd be like, somebody's going to hit me over the head with a fucking baseball bat. And as I should, you did it to yourself, you fuck. You did it to yourself. Don't blame anybody. And people that are saying, maybe he's right, the Jews this, the Jews that, maybe Kanye's right because he lost all these things. One thing that people need to start doing about the Jewish people is put some respect on our fucking name. If we do control Hollywood, if we do in fact control the media, give a shout out to the hard work and the dedication. You think it was just giving you fucks? I want people to start talking about the hard work and the dedication. You think we all got fucking silver spoons up our asses? Motherfuckers talking about the music industry. There's black people in the music industry that have fucked over other artists. There's white people. And when I say white, I mean non-Jews. The music industry is fucked up. It's vultures, left, right, and the third. But when you're talking about Jewish people... I want people to start saying hard work and dedication. If the Jewish doctors, the Jewish lawyers, the Jewish jewelers, the Jewish media, and Hollywood, because I'm going to break down how show business, how the Jews got in there in the first place. Hard work and dedication, you fuck you. To quote the great Nipsey Hussle, to quote the great Floyd Mayweather when he's boxing, hard work, dedication, hard work, dedication. Give us a shout out for the hard work and the motherfucking dedication because if you if you talk about the music industry there's people like puff daddy mace was just talking about it you know mace he was just talking about it how allegedly puff daddy fucked him over sugar hill records rappers delight the sugar hill gang talk about how they got fucked over the music industry is built on being able to fuck people over. And it ain't just Jewish uh, music executives and record label owners that are Jewish. That's the business. Fix the fucking business. Don't blame the Jews. And if you're going to blame the Jews for doing anything, I want to hear about the hard work and dedication also. Speaking of scumbags and vultures, I got to be careful here because I don't want to get kicked off of Twitter. But I feel like my days are numbered. The new owner of Twitter is Elon Musk who blocked me on Twitter about four years ago. One of my uh, iconic rants about Elon Musk. I don't know. I said something about Elon Musk and his rocket ships. They were failing, falling out of the fucking sky. I said something about Elon Musk, about the batteries of his cars, which everybody that I know that has one of these Teslas, the Teslas, they love them. They love his fucking cars. People love these fucking, they're like, oh, you got to get a Tesla. I'm never getting one of those shit mobiles. I don't give a fuck. There's other great cars. I get a Mercedes, get a BMW, and an Acura, a Saab, uh, I, I don't know, Volvo. I'm not fucking with your cars. You got enough. This guy's literally the richest man in the world. And the richest man in the world blocked me, the gringo man dingo, a.k.a. the disruptive warrior, because I said your rocket ships ain't shit. So first, I got to pat myself on the back because what an accomplishment. If I was the richest man in the world, you think that I would be worried about myself? 
You think that I would be worried about some asshole talking about my rocket ships? Hell no. You think I'll be talking about conspiracy theories about Nancy Pelosi's husband if I was the richest man in the world? Fuck no. I'd be having sushi lunches, you fuck. And I don't care what you do, you pencil-pushing nerd, Elon Musk. You, you, you want to be a part of the cool kids click. It ain't never going to happen. You, you're, there's something about your face. It's your face. You, money can't buy a new... Listen, you're so fucking smart. Give yourself a new face because you got a douchebag face. That's just a fact. Elon Musk, you have a douchebag face. You have a douchebag disposition. And you just bought Twitter... And it's been influxed with more N-words, more K-words, more anti-Semitism. And, and I want to give a piece of advice to Elon Musk. And this is from the bottom of my heart. Everybody likes Twitter. It's a great consolidated place to get your news, to get your sports, to communicate with friends, to see some photography, to see some movie clips, obviously see some sports clips, get your, your politics, get your entertainment, the box office, everything. You can find all kinds of shit on Twitter. You said that Twitter is the world's town hall. Great. Jack and those guys, they, they created a great thing. You bought it, $44 because you're the richest guy in the world who blocked me. I got to pat myself on the back. I did one rant about you fucking, you blocked me. And it's you because you control your own Twitter because only an asshole. You're another one. If you had good friends, they'd be like, don't tweet out conspiracy theory about an 82-year-old man who just got his head busted in with a hammer, whether he's Nancy Pelosi's husband or not. Don't do that. That's not right. He's just got out of emergency surgery after getting beaten with a hammer. You got any fucking sense about you, smart guy? But if, if you really want Twitter to be the world's town hall, I'm all for it. But let's lay our dicks on the line. Let's lay our dicks and our picks on the line. Meaning, I don't want to be called a kike by somebody who's got a George Jetson avatar picture. If, if I'm going to be called that word, if I'm going to be insulted, if people are going to say I got herpes, I got STDs, I'm Jew this, I think I'm black, uh, and all these things, I want their faces up there. If somebody's going to be called the N-word, at least let's make the town hall a place where you could say whatever you want to say, but you got to be, everybody should be verified on Twitter. I don't want to be called a fucking miserable Jew by somebody who's disguising themselves as Squidworth from SpongeBob. Elon Musk, you want to make it the world's town hall? You want to go on Twitter and call people the N-word? You want to say all this crazy shit? Everybody should be verified. Make it free. Make Twitter great again. Make Twitter real again. Then if people want to go on there and say, they got their, I don't know what it is, their license, their fucking picture, and cut the fucking robots. If you don't have the balls to be on Twitter with a verify, everybody should be verified. Now you're charging people 20 bucks. It should be free. You should insist. If you ain't verified, you ain't on Twitter. If I'm going to be called a miserable fucking low-life, penny-pinching, hook-nosed Jew, I want to at least be able to see the face of the person who calls me a miserable, penny-pinching, hook-nosed Jew. Make 
Twitter real again. Make it the real world's town hall. Because right now it's a scum hole. It's a shithole. And if somebody's really smart, and I'm sure they're doing it, they're going to come up with a new place to make Twitter, like a new Twitter. Because it shouldn't be a fucking free-for-all where people could say whatever they want and they're dressed up as George Jetson. Speaking of Pelosi, Elon Musk, listen, I'm so scared to make a Dick Stain Donald Trump rant because I'm afraid they're going to take away my, they're going to shut me down. We'll bring back in Dick Stain Donald Trump and they're going to take me off of Twitter because you like Dick Stain Donald Trump. Even though you're not from this country, you got your fingers all in the politics of this American politics. Nancy Pelosi's husband was attacked a few days ago in his home. Somebody beat the shit out of him with a hammer, almost killed this this 82-year-old man. And they were saying, where's Nancy? They wanted to kill Nancy Pelosi. And Elon Musk, this pencil-pushing nerd who wants to be a part of the cool kids' clique, the richest man in the world, and you still can't be a part of the cool kids' clique? You fuck. You know how much of a dick you have to be to be the richest man in the world and you're still an outsider because you're such a fucking asshole? Richard Branson's out there freaking off. He got islands. Got the world's most interesting man. That Dan Blazarian, he got... You can't do that? You named your kid a fucking, like some, some multiplication? He doesn't have a real name? But Nancy Pelosi's husband, forget the politics of it all. This is an 82-year-old man, got beaten, wanted to get killed. Guy wanted to kill him and wanted Nancy Pelosi. You know little Nancy Pelosi? If he had gotten his hands on little Nancy Pelosi, he'd have killed Nancy Pelosi. And talk about the conspiracy theories, the craziness. People are, are not people, people like Elon Musk, people like Dick Stain, Donald Trump Jr. are promoting these theories that Nancy Pelosi's husband, 82, was in the midst because they were like, why is he in his underwear? Because he's sleeping, motherfucker. Me personally, I sleep cock naked. But this is not a conspiracy theory. Why is an 82-year-old man being dragged out of bed and beaten in his underwear? He's sleeping. The fuck is he supposed to be wearing a tuxedo? This is this is like everybody's like, oh my God, why was he in his underwear? Why was a guy in the middle of the night in his underwear? He's sleeping. He had on his tidy whiteies. It's an old white dude. Sadie, he probably didn't know that fucking boxer shorts exist. He had on them fruit of a looms. The hard cotton fruit of a looms. He don't even have that good shit. You don't know about Tommy John's or any of that. People are questioning that. That's their big thing. Why is he in his underwear? Grab this motherfucker out of bed. Beat him with a fucking hammer. He had to get emergency surgery on his skull. Wanted to kill Nancy Pelosi. He's still in the hospital. And people like Elon Musk and pig dick Donald Trump Jr. got the audacity to belittle this shit over some political shit. What would happen if Dick Stain... Let me tell you something. I can't stand pig dick Donald Trump. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't make fun of that. I would not make fun of that. I would not mock that. I would not question that. I wouldn't be tweeting about that. Dick Stain Donald Trump. You know who I'm, I'm dressing up for Halloween as? Dick Stain Donald Trump. You know I'm trick-or-treating as? I'm scared of shit out of everybody. I'm dressing up as your girl, Kimberly Gofolio. The best is yet to come, Dick Stain Donald Trump Jr. That's who I dressed up as on Halloween, is your girl. 
because she looks like she got a fucking mask on her grill. Is that funny? You like making fun of people that get beaten with hammers? I'm making fun of your girl with a big fucking, she got that big Drago jaw and the Botox top to bottom. Is that funny? That's not funny. I can't stand pig dick Donald Trump, but if they beat his ass with a hammer, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything about it because it's scary because if they beat dick stained Donald Trump's ass with a hammer, if they beat Nancy Pelosi's husband with a hammer, what can they do to you? What can they do to me? That's scary. That's not something to make fun of. That's frightening. People like it's an orgy. It's this gay this. It's gay that. Why is he in his underwear? And you're mocking it and tweeting it while the guy's still in the hospital recovering from getting his head beaten with a fucking hammer? Anyway, my days are numbered on Twitter. I can feel it. I'm done. Came, saw, disrupted. Came, saw, conquered. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend. I will be in Michigan this weekend. Come see me. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers, take me out of with something real nice, yes. Take me out of here with something real proper, yes. But most importantly, end this I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast with something real loud and real funky. I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, I'm out. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L. S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.